Let's see, last year's Shoreham, shear number 73. So let's review a little bit. How do you acquire this trait of humility? Through external actions, through habits, by changing the way we behave, habituating ourselves to being humble. So that it's totally natural for a person to swell with self-importance, and it's difficult to root out this inclination at the source. But it's only through outward actions, which are under a person's control, that you can then affect your inner world. And all of this is contained in the statement of the rabbis in the Gemara. A person should always be subtle in his fear of Hashem, which means he should seek out devices by which to counteract his nature and its inclination until he is victorious over them. So getting very real with ourselves, knowing ourselves well, is really a prerequisite in developing humility. You have to know where, what, what, are your, what are your natural inclinations? Where are you moved and brought to? And how do you, how do you as an individual operate? And where things need to be adjusted, so through these external actions and habituating ourselves to continue doing it, ultimately it will change the way we perceive ourselves and it will change our behavior. Thought in respect to the acquisition of humility resolves itself into several considerations. The first is Dharma Ein Bossa. So what is there to be cocky about? Says the Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis from Akavya ben Mahalalel. Know from where you came from. Mitipa Srucha, from a putrid drop. And where so our beginnings are microscopically lowly. Where do we go? We go to a place of dust and worms and maggots. So the beginning is nothing. The end is in the ground. And ultimately, who are we going to stand before and to give account of our lives? So they all are the opposite of being proud. They actually promote humility. So when a person pays some attention to his earthly nature, to where, where we will come from, there's no reason to feel self-important at all, but to be ashamed and degraded. The situation is analogous to that of a swineherd who has attained lordship. As long as he remembers his early days, it will be impossible for that person to become proud. If one considers also that after all of his greatness, he'll return to the earth to be the food for the maggots, it's certainly that his pride will be humbled and his grandeur forgotten. For what is his good and his greatness if the end is Nebuch times, is shame and disgrace? And if he's going to reflect further and picture the moment of his entering the great court of the heavenly host, seeing oneself in the presence of Hashem, and everyone's holy, and everyone's doing the right thing, and then we walk in, and you're standing there before Hashem, before the heavenly court. What does that look like? Imagine everything's glistening. And you're walking in. We've all been there where we've been out somewhere. Maybe we've spilt some food on ourselves. A tiny little stain that makes us feel so self-conscious of how pathetic we are. We can't even eat nicely without dropping some food. And that stain just says so much about the way we feel at that moment. We feel like useless and a failure and embarrassed. That's the picture that the Ramchal would have us conjure up in our mind of what it's going to be like to stand in front of Hashem. And if that's the case, then what is the point in being overly confident and proud? And if then we get asked the question, where then is your mouth? Where is the pride and honor that you knew in your world? What will such a person answer? 
How will that person deal with the rebuke? There is no question, he says. If a person would for one moment form a true, forceful impression of the idea, of this concept, all pride would, take a, would disappear and never, ever return. And that second consideration, please come back tomorrow. Happy Hanukkah. Have a very lovely day.